Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody, on this fancy Friday. Oh, it's time to go ahead and sign up as I am bringing Buck Sexton in on June 6th. It is Tuesday, June 6th. It's going to be at the Westport Plaza Doubletree in Maryland Heights at 7 o'clock, and it's going to be great. Uh, Buck's a great guy. I'm happy to bring him in to greet you and meet you and talk to you. And all you have to do is go to 1049thepatriot.com and register. It's completely and totally free. We just need a head count, and that's all we need. We just got to make sure we uh, have a head count of all who is coming. So you need to register at 1049thepatriot.com. It's not going to be, don't worry about putting your information on there. We're not the CIA. You go Just go ahead and put it all in there so we know that you're coming, and we hope that you're going to be there on June 6th at the Westport Plaza Doubletree in Maryland Heights, 7 o'clock. And I'm bringing Buck Sexton in. So it's going to be fun Tuesday, June 6th. And, yeah, you know, AB just can't stop destroying themselves. Uh, This idiot executive with AB who decided he was going to deflect the issue and say, well, it's just a can. That's not what we're talking about. You could have done that can thing, and you probably would have gotten away with it. But instead, what happened is you you allowed the Bud Light marketing uh, genius to go onto a podcast, onto a Zoom call, and run down not only the Bud Light product, but the people who drink it. That was your problem, dude. It wasn't the can. That was the problem. And now you're doubling down and telling all your investors, well, you know what? That whole nip in the Bud Light uh, sales stuff uh, compared to our global reach, it doesn't even matter. So then you go before your investors, and you, you after after your marketing executive ran the product down, ran the drinkers down, now you basically are saying you don't care about American beer drinkers. Great. Good move, you guys. You have su- it was such an easy way out of this, and, and, and I gave you tons of ideas, and you all just keep on stepping in it. So I can't help you anymore. Bottom line, hey, ladies and gentlemen, special early rising appearance by one of our faves. His name, Senator Jim Talon. Well, that's just not your name, but you're Senator Jim Talon. Your name is Jim Talon. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Jamie. Hey. What an analysis of that marketing fiasco. Oh. You know, I wanted to talk this week about maybe the debt limit or about the bank going down, First Republic. Yeah, But, you know, the whole thing with Bud Light from a marketing perspective reminds me of something that happened when I was a kid. I'm going to look it up again today to find out exactly when. But it's it's, uh, an episode, a marketing episode or decision so terrible that my understanding has gone down in marketing books and classes, business classes, as a classic example of a huge mistake. Can I take a minute and talk about it? Yeah, it's very simple. Is this, this. is this hard? Is, is this by any chance Hardy's chicken? 
No. Oh. No, this is it, it's not it's not your father's Oldsmobile. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Now, the Oldsmobile model was basically developed as a way of pitching a car to depression era people who had made enough money to buy high-end models. You know, they could buy a Cadillac if they wanted, but they were Depression-era people. And so they didn't do that. In other words, their idea was, you know, when you when you, you live below your means, right? So you buy a nice, solid, reliable car. And that was the Oldsmobile, okay? And that was their core customer base. And so then they decided, you know, we got to get new customers and so they ran this uh, this marketing ad with a really catchy jingle. It's a shame whoever wrote that jingle did a re- you know good eye job. This is not your father's Oldsmobile. This is not your father's Oldsmobile. It is a new generation of Olds. Yes, yes. So remember it. I sure do. And, and the, their sales just tanked because what happened was it, the, the commercial was interpreted, and I think correctly. As as given the back of its hand to their existing customer base, it's used a bunch of old, you know, out of date people who buy Oldsmobile, and so the lesson is: look, you you don't try and attract new customers by running down the old ones, and in particular, you you market to your strengths. In other words, you try and market even better among the areas where you're already strong rather than launching into a new area, which is not consistent with your brand. Yeah. And from a marketing perspective, that's what they did. Now, there was, in addition, in this case, a political component. I mean, Oldsmobile didn't do that 40 years ago, you know, to, to make a point about, you know, about the culture. They just did it because they thought it would be a good marketing idea. But it's it, that's exactly what you were describing. Yeah. We're going to go out and get new new. Uh, Bud Light beer drinkers, and we're going to do it by attracting them by adopting their attitude towards our current customer base. And I think you're exactly right. I think that's what the customers are responding to. And I don't blame them. You know, when you say, you know, we're bratty and fratty, you're saying your customers are bratty and fratty. And by the way, what does that even mean? I would not describe, I mean, by any means, even if I wanted to insult the current Bud Light customer base i wouldn't call them bratty and fratty how many no. bratty and fratty uh, bud light drinkers do you know yeah Jamie? well and and, <laughs> and just back to the would be regarding the oldsmobile now the only oldsmobile you see on the street is that 89 cutlass used in a drive-by shooting up there north of right, delmar right. that's a, pretty much it i mean yeah it was a major step towards killing yeah the brand and there's a lesson that you should learn and you you do ask the question what is the decision-making process in companies like this? In other words, um, I mean, it's just how does this sort of thing get by? What kind of a bubble are, are they in? And this is another example of that, that these people, they, they do not interact with anybody outside their own milieu. So, yeah, it was uh, when you start talking about it, I just thought, well, yeah. you know, and, and, and what's right. What's worse, though, about what AB did, though, recently with the AB exec yesterday with the with the investors is uh, he 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 tried to do uh, this, which I think is even more insulting. He tried to make it out like we are just a bunch of uh, trans hating rubes 
uh, 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 because we're all PO'd over one beer can. That's absolutely false. He knows it's false. He doesn't address what happened after that. Again, I'm convinced that it were just about that can and about whatever Dylan Mulvaney is. Uh, it's not a female, uh, and, and it's not even a teenage female. Whatever that clown is, uh, if that just was a one and done, they probably would have gotten away with it. The minute they let that AB exec go up and absolutely insult the entirety of not only the Bud Light marketers prior to her, but also the people who drink Bud Light, that's what did it. That's what caused the most of the problem. I think this thing would have probably went to sleep after about two weeks had they not opened their mouth. Uh I, I think you're probably correct. I'm, I'm not, despite the fact I've opined on it, I'm obviously yeah. not a marketing expert. But, or if they had orig- originally just said, this is such a fantastic, if you haven't tried it, you know, maybe you're somebody who hasn't tried it, hasn't thought of Bud Light for you. Well, you know, Bud Light is for you. It's a fantastic beer. That's why so many, you know, educated beer drinkers drink it, right? And look, here's this person who you wouldn't necessarily think of drinking as Bud Light drinking a Bud Light. Uh, that would have been at least less bad, right? But, well, and they no, could have had they, fun with it. They could have just, they could have, I, like, I, like I suggested, I said, you know, all you have to do is bring back the real men of genius, make fun of yourselves, yeah. say, hey, we made a mistake, you know. You don't have to, like, run down Dylan Mulvaney even. You could just kind of make fun of it. And they just yep. have, they, they just lost all creativity and all actually sense of self-awareness and sense of humor. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jamie, it's just, it was one mistake after another. And when, when decision-making organizations get into a crisis situation, they often panic. And I'm sure they are because, you know, in these big companies, they're as responsive to the wall street analysts as they are to anybody else in their ecosphere. And those analysts, of course, are very upset because the, the the stock price is dropping and they're losing customers. And so there's a, you know, in the in the C-suite, there's this huge panic and they don't know how to handle it. Well, are they, and, and, and Jim, they had time, though. They had time for this. They, 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 they this was this this announcement yesterday by the AB guy came like four weeks or three weeks after this happened. So I, qu- I couldn't call this panicking. You, they had plenty of time to think about what their response would be. And the response is, yeah, these rubes were just didn't like us because of a trans can. And besides that, even with the downturn in our thing, the people in France drink Bud Light, so we don't care. It's like, oh, okay, really? I didn't, I didn't see that point. The no, they, they, no, they, they, well, they said that they didn't care because their global reach more than makes up for the loss of market share in the U.S. I'm thinking, man, you guys, this, and this, this is what you thought about for the last three weeks? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's a fascinating uh, episode in, the, um, in, in American culture right now, and it, it does all stem and we've talked about this before from the fact that the people at the commanding heights of the culture, um, more than ever before, uh, don't relate to the rest of us. And, um, they don't, they don't know what motivates us and they don't know what language to use in talking to us. And they don't, 
they don't think they don't know that they don't know. In other words, they think it's our fault somehow. Well, yeah, there's they're not sorry. They're just sorry. We're so stupid. That's what they're saying. Yeah, well, I, I, I would be surprised. I, I would bet good American money that that's correct. Of yeah. course, we don't know, right? No, but, he said it. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, when, I'm trying to be as charitable as I can. I, you know, but well, I, I, I hear you. I, I mean, listen, I've been charitable for the past three weeks. I even said, you know, I'm not even a supporter of the boycott because they've got a lot of people who work for uh, AB here in St. Louis still. All the distributors, all the people who have to sell it and make money off of it. I, I'm not, I wasn't supportive of a boycott. And, and my and daughter works for AB. Too. I mean, you know, uh, Again, I mean, this is this is my years, but uh, I remember all those years they owned the Cardinals and they employed people and had very good, you know, benefit packages and all that. And you know, it, it, a lot of the history of the town uh, I was raised in is tied into the whole brewery business and Anheuser Busch and the good and the bad and the interesting stories and the rest of it. So yeah, yeah I mean, you hate to see that happen to the brand. Um, and you just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what this lady who evidently was responsible for this. I, I don't know what her history was, what successes she'd had, Nothing. why they put her in that position, yeah. you know, uh, but when you populate decision-making ranks with people, um, you know, who, who don't have a sound understanding of these things, uh, you increase the risk of this happening. And it's just hard for me to believe based on that video. I mean, why would you ever go, even if you thought those things, why would you, why would you go on a video and say that in a, you know, in a social media world? What, what do they think is going to happen? Yeah, she got, she got rejected by a frat boy a long time ago and has plotted revenge ever since. And this was what? it. That's my supposition. Uh, I don't know, Jamie, but yeah, it was, uh, and it just reminded me, your discussion ever reminded me of the Oldsmobile thing. Yeah. What's, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a sign again of how catchy that tune was that you and I remember it. It was oh. only out there about a week, yeah, you know, forty years ago, and we were, uh, maybe thirty five years ago. We remember it. Well, I'll tell you one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was something else, and 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 the thing is, it, they forget that our father's Oldsmobiles were absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, they were great cars. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, you know, I, I, uh, my dad had an Oldsmobile, uh, a '66 Olds. Uh, I, I can't remember what it, what it was. A cat, I can't remember what it was, but it was a, it was a ragtop '66 Olds that I, I remember very, very fondly, and and that was my father's Oldsmobile. Yeah, cars had power in those days too. Hell yeah, eight cylinder baby, oh, right yeah. on. You tap, yeah. you tap that gas pedal and you get some power. It was yeah. uh, well, fun it would, to drive. It would pick up. That's that, Those cars were great because they were like, uh, they floated like boats uh, on the road. And and also, if you gunned it, it literally picked up off of its wheels and moved like a cartoon. <laughs> it was fantastic. And if you, if you, if you got into a crash, uh, you, 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 you had to go through about uh, ten feet of a hood before you were injured. You know what I mean? Because uh, they, you, it was they were built like brick. You know what's all right? And, and took uh, ethyl gasoline, brother. Ethyl. Yeah, fill her up with ethyl. Those are my you dad's know, I never words. Did learn why they call that ethyl? 
I'm sure it was something like ethyl, some chemical. Ethylene. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ethylene. It it it, it was uh it's it, it and it was like uh you know uh, I think it was like a hundred uh, on the on the scale. I think I I don't know, but it was it was a good. It, it made those eight cylinders run really well. Remember when the gas station when the gas companies would run promotions to get you into their station, and you could have like uh, if you got two matching. You, know, you collect these things, and if you get two matching things, you get ten bucks or whatever it was. You remember that? Well, I, 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 I still have the St. Louis Cardinals football glass set that you get at the mobile. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, you, I remember you, as a kid, we just begging our father to go back. I think it was Shell to the Shell station, so we can get more of those and see if it matched up. We saved them all. It was a great promotion. Yeah, I, I don't know why people don't really do that anymore, but you know. Uh, you know, it was, uh, but but that was also when they checked your oil and did all that kind of stuff. You know what? In in New Jersey, believe it or not, you can't pump your own gas. So you yeah, actually did. They have attendants that that it's part of the part of probably the mafia got involved in that somehow. Yeah. All right. Really quickly uh, about the bank banks going downhill. Uh, I think there's another one in the offing. I think people are starting to panic a little bit on this. Well, I've been asking around with people I respect about this, and, you know, the general view is that there is a significant um, problem, but it's probably longer term. We're not going to see a wave of collapses, but we're going to see a number of them over the next couple of years. And it's because of the, the Fed had this easy money policy for so long. Uh, the banks bought a lot of treasuries. You know, they bought a lot of assets invest, uh, uh, that that were low in terms of the interest that they paid. And now the interest rates have gone up and money's much harder to get. So the assets that, that they have are not paying enough to allow them to, um, you know, to be able to pay what they have to pay in order to get depositors and people to invest. And so... And then the other issue, which is which is potentially worse, is so many banks are invested in commercial real estate projects, and the commercial, you know, the projects nobody wants commercial real estate anymore. And so they, when they have to refinance those loans, those projects, they're just going to abandon a lot of them because yeah. it's it's not worth it. And then the eventually the banks are going to have to mark down those the value of those assets to reflect what they're really worth from a market standpoint, and that's going to create a lot of um, uh, pressure on the banks. And so as a result, the local and regional banks are restricting the credit that they're willing to lend, which is going to, which is hurting and will continue to hurt the economy. And it's, it's because of the, of the Fed's monetary policy and the Biden administration's fiscal policy, which have created the situation. Which was supposed to be transitory, remember? Well, and then and then Saint Corinne yesterday when they were asking about the Fed, she says, "Well, they're an independent agency. We have nothing to do with them uh, except making sure that we give them space." I'm thinking, um, so so all these people who talk about abolishing the Fed are probably right. If this is an agency that's t- completely unaccountable to anybody, we don't even know who's on the Federal Reserve Board. Uh, I mean, maybe it is time to go ahead and get rid of it yeah well given their performance um you know they they managed to do everything wrong um you know they had this easy money policy basically zero interest rates for a long time and then 
they didn't do anything as the inflationary pressures built when a more moderate approach would have probably dampened the inflation or at least helped. And then they began to move rates up very quickly because they kind of panicked. And so, yeah, it's hard to look back at the last few years and say they've done anything right. Yeah, I'd say. All but right. As I said to you, I mean, I, I'm careful in this area because uh, monetary policy uh, is kind of like dairy policy. I was on the Ag Committee for many years, and I, I really enjoyed that assignment. But but dairy pricing uh, policy is very, very difficult to understand. I won't go into it, but it is. And I feel monetary policy is the same. Well, good. Well, uh, thank goodness we're out of time because we don't have to talk dairy policy, which is no, fantastic. But I, let me tell you something, though. I will go back to the Oldsmobile thing. So the, my dad's, it was a 66 Olds 98. And and that was a beautiful white Olds 98. But then he got a 69 Olds 98. And that baby was a beast and a half. And it had uh, the first time I'd ever had uh, the, the a, a so-called uh, wonder bar. And that was where you would push the button on the radio and that little orange stick would move uh, by itself. You wouldn't have to turn it. You just push the wonder bar and that stick would move and and land on a station. So that was the first like automatic uh, thing that you wouldn't have to sit there and do the dial. You just push that button and it would seek a station. That was like, called the wonder bar. Did he uh, change the oil himself, or did you change it for him? Anytime that was always fun in those days when actually you could actually work on the car. Um, well, they they had the, that back in those days. You still had people doing that, yeah. uh, and and no, my dad would not change. He, he you wouldn't catch him dead changing his own oil. No way. Yeah. I have friends used to come over and we'd work on the car a little bit. Of course, we were limited in what we were allowed to do, but you could change the oil, check the tire, you know, all that sort of stuff, and. Sit well, outside in the garage talking about cars. I had a 71 Impala, and I thought it was a wiseacre idea to go ahead and change the water pump myself. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and that was a disaster that ultimately led to me cracking the engine block. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, well, it helps if you know what you're doing. But that, that's how you learn, too, right? Yeah, sometimes. You know, otherwise just pay somebody to do it. I mean... I, I I would have you know it was it was a 1971 banana yellow Impala it was my first car I'm sorry 1970 uh, my first car that I bought for 150 dollars man with my with my with my paper uh, money and my and my busboy money I Love had a 74 Pinto wagon which is a great car of course you did your listeners are la- laughing at that but yeah. uh, except to rust it a lot so I'd have to. Yeah, I know. Sand down the rust and then paint it, and I never got the paint exactly right, and so it was like I had this multicolored car. I didn't care, uh, but <clears throat> yeah, those Pintos, those Pintos seem to have like a like a automatic like rust uh, part of it. You know, where 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 after a couple of years, it would just start to rust. Uh, out. I mean, it was like yeah. inc- I've never seen a Pinto that was not rusted. And I drove it into the ground. Um, in fact, uh, I, I was driving around uh, dealers to get a new one, and the right front headlight fell out while I was doing <laughs> <laughs> Now then, but the, the Pinto wagons weren't the ones that had the, uh, well, there was the regular Pintos. Didn't they blow up or something because the gas yeah, was right in the back? Yeah, but that was the problem with this one. And I really liked it because it had one of the, the 
first rear window defrosters. And I was going to school in Chicago. Yeah. And man, it was great to get in that and hit that button. And then, you know, the, the I didn't have to chip off the ice in the back. Yeah, that's that that was that was cool. Yeah, well who had the wise idea to put the gas tank right in the back of the car? It's like, you know, it's gee whiz. <laughs> All right. They were the same ones who had the idea to, to, at, at Hardy's to, to try to make chicken. But anyway, that's another story. All right, buddy. Okay, man. Good always always entertaining. Great to talk to you. That's Jim Talent on the line. Coming up, we've got a uh, we got a special guest who has a few, few words for America regarding the demise of Kim Gardner. All that straight ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and happy Fancy Friday to all of you. Uh, Joe was wondering if what we were talking about was the uh, was the Corvair. No, I was talking about the Pinto, and, and that had the gas tank in the back. But the Corvair is is another story here because uh, the Corvair was the one that Ralph Nader took on because the Corvair would uh, would would tip over because it was it was so low to the ground. And Ralph Nader like made a big deal about getting rid of the Corvair. That was his. That was his his number one crusade. So uh, it, that was the that was the Corvair thing. Joe, thanks for being out there on Facebook. Don't forget to like and share the page. Oh my goodness gracious, people! I had the most wonderful night last night at Newsteader Jewelers right there off of Doherty Ferry Road. If you go to WowDiamonds.com, you'll see it. But I got to tell you something. So I, I initially. Uh, was met them. I went to the New Center's Jewelers just uh, not too long ago, and I walk up to the front of the shop, and above the door is "God is Welcome Here." And I'm thinking, all right, this this is my place. And then on the left side of the door is a quote from Jeremiah: "I know the plans I have for you." And on the right side of the door. It says Jerusalem, Genesis, uh, and, and and Jerusalem, uh, and the USA in Jerusalem is red, white, and blue. And I'm thinking, all right, this is this is the place for me. This is my heaven right here. I might not have the, a lot of money to buy the jewelry, but I'm going to be here anyway. So last night, every Thursday night, a bunch of amazing godly patriots get together at New Setters Jewelers in, in the jewelry shop. They all sit down, have seats, and they talk about the world. They talk about God. They talk about our country. They talk about patriotism. And it was nothing short of amazing. So I walk in last night. Richard uh, Newstetter is there, and he's, he's a fantastic guy and, and a true craftsman, by the way. Diane and, and Erica are, are there as well on a regular basis. And uh, Richard's a, a something else, and I'll tell you more about him down the line. But we had the most wonderful conversation, and man, I'm telling you what, if you if you are in any way, shape, or form fearful of our future, do not be with the kinds of people who are meeting at New Setters Jewelers, uh, and if, if you want to spend money on jewelry, or you want to buy these great Frank Sinatra watches or anything else, this is your place. The more you support New Setters Jewelers, the more you're going to support the future 
of this country, I guarantee you. With this group of patriots there, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, uh, if, if all heck broke loose and I had to be on a boat or just in one place, those are the people who I would want to be with. They are truly committed. And this was like the old days, man. This was like back in the day when people would meet together either in living rooms or in shops or whatever and and, and start to uh, talk about what we need to do to take our country back. And I'm telling you what, that at New Setters Jewelers would be the would be one of the first steps uh, in terms of not only being joyful warriors, but approaching our world with fearlessness and with godliness. And I'm telling you, that's where it all uh, begins. And we talked about God. We talked about President Trump. We talked about our Constitution. We talked about our future. And it was really something else. And thank you, Richard Newsteader, for uh, inviting me and and for having me in that evening. But they get you can, you're welcome any time any Thursday. They get together at six o'clock, and it really is uh, an old time patriotic jamboree, baby. And it was really something. I was super impressed and really happy to have Newsteader Jewelers as uh, one of our soon to be sponsors of the show, which I really. Super appreciate that. But more than anything, even if they didn't sponsor the show, I would be there uh, with bells on uh, anytime I could possibly be there. I love these people, and they love you, guaranteed. WowDiamonds.com is the website. It's New Center's Jewelers right there off of Doherty Ferry Road. You can look it up at WowDiamonds.com. We'll give you the directions there. But, man, I, I was like, this happens. I'm like, this, this has been happening every Thursday? These people getting together and... Talking about the future and 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 talking about taking the country back to 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 its roots, uh, to where it has a rudder, uh, to where it has a uh, a godliness about it, and it adheres to our constitution. Learned so much talking to these people, and it was a true honor talking to them and having a little fun too. We had a few laughs, uh, and 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 at the same time, and I just feel so good about my country after a couple of hours at that beautiful place and that beautiful meeting at New City Jewelers. So check it out. It's on. It's every Thursday. Uh, they've got room. I don't know. I don't know how many people are going to show up now, but they've got room. It's a great way uh, to kind of uh, connect with your fellow patriots, and it's it, it will leave you with a great feeling about your country and about our future. So thank you, Richard Newstetter, for all that. He is something else. WowDiamonds.com. All right. Special guest star straight ahead has a few words about the oh, Kim Gardner offing herself. I hope my prediction of yesterday isn't isn't doesn't go the same way as my prediction for the Kentucky Derby. But you know, the- good morning on this fancy Friday, as I said from the beginning. And Common Sense Radio here, by the way, Jamie Owen and your host. And I uh, said from the very beginning of this whole Kim Gardner thing, when everybody suddenly discovered Kim Gardner was a bad person, they suddenly discovered Kim Gardner was damaging to the city. And suddenly some of the Republicans even discovered, hey, you know that Kim Gardner, she sure is uh, bad for the city. Maybe we should do something about it. I'm thinking, okay, let me tell you something. The time to have done something about it truly was five years ago. But you see, the Republicans and the Democrats are kind of busy with Kim Gardner. 
uh, Kim Gardner at that time was their useful idiot. They were more than happy to leave her alone and ignore how she was operating the city and getting people killed in the city and everything else because she was their useful idiot. You know why? Because she was useful in the attempt to take down an American hero, a true patriot, his name, Eric Greitens, Governor Eric Greitens, on the line with me right now. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Hey, Jamie. I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing very, very well. It's great to be on with you. Good to connect with all of your listeners again, man. Hey, you knew about Kim Gardner a long time ago, and I'm telling you what, I have I have to tell you, I'm a little I'm a little bitter about it because I I remember when Kim Gardner was bad before they discovered that she was bad. Uh, and, and and but but at the time they they were using her, and so they were more than happy to overlook all the all the terrible things she was doing in that office uh, because they wanted to to get you. Yeah, Jamie. Look, she has always been an evil Soros-funded prosecutor, right? And when I when I say evil, Jamie, I don't use that word lightly. Right. When you know that someone has committed murder and you turn them loose back onto the streets and you know that they're going to hurt, that they're going to kill other innocent people, that is evil. That's what she's done. And, yes, she committed crimes against me and everybody knows about her crimes against me now. And they know that the Republicans were working with her. They know that the insiders were working with her. But the real tragedy, Jamie, was that this woman has single-handedly worked to destroy one of uh, what was once one of America's great cities, the city of St. Louis. She's been a terror to every police officer in the city of St. Louis. And you think about the hundreds of people who've been murdered, attacked, assaulted in the city of St. Louis because of her policies of lawlessness. All of the businesses that had to leave, all of the businesses that didn't move here, all of the jobs that we lost. And just like you said, Jamie, she's evil, but evil only succeeds where good people do nothing. And in this case, what you've also had is you've had years of Republican corruption and cowardice that enabled her to get away with that evil. So you're exactly right to point that out, man. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. This was, if you could imagine this, and it's, it's again, it's not too much of a stretch. If you could imagine the lives that would have been saved had these people yeah. been actually focused on her treachery and her ineptitude instead of being focused on trying to get you out because you had an agenda that was pro-Missouri, pro-St. Louis, pro-citizen, and not necessarily pro-Republican. And so uh, that, that was, that's the sad part about all this is they knew uh, of all of this at the time and didn't do anything about it, as you point out. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jimmy. They knew, they knew exactly what they were doing. And in fact, because of John Solomon, the great investigative reporter's work, uh, we now know that the Republicans were actually working with and telling her what to do. You had lobbyists from the low-income housing tax credit industry literally emailing her office, calling the plays for her. So, yeah, you combine George Soros, you combine all of that evil, and keep in mind – they started coming after me because I stopped rioting 
in the city of St. Louis. I wouldn't allow it. I said, there's going to be no burning. There's going to be no looting. And when they tried to do it, we defeated Antifa in Missouri. We shut them down. So then you had the Soros organization coming after me and all of the low-income housing tax credit folks. You know, like I, like I said, Jamie, I personally have been incredibly blessed. Everything is going exceptionally well in my, in my life. What's sad is what's happened to the city of St. Louis. And the people who can't get justice are all of the, the young men and women who lost their lives because of uh, Kim Gardner's treachery. You know, I mean, as you know, and when we talked about, I was at Lindeland Grand just a couple of years ago, personally responded to one of the, the shootings when, when two Two young men were killed, and those were, you know, beautiful young kids. They're 19 years old, had a great, fantastic future in front of them. And, you know, there's so much talk about the politics. You just have to recognize, and what you always do such a good job of, is just remembering the human cost, the human cost of Kim Gardner's evil, and it has been tremendous. Yeah. And, and and again, you know, she sits there and she offs herself yesterday, which is fine. But I, it's it's heartbreaking to tell you the truth. Uh, uh, to to know that we knew all about this five years ago, and, and I'm really That's so right. I, I'm always so happy to talk to you. You and I talk on the phone every once in a while, and uh, every single time I talk to you, you talk about how blessed you are, how things are going great. It makes us all so happy. It makes me. Uh, happy to to know that you know in spite of all that has come upon you and and all of the people who circled the wagons on you and who pulled the Stasi tactic of trying to take somebody out because they were afraid of their message by by trying to divide families and to take personal things and everything else just to get rid of the message. Uh, but I, I'm so always so pleased to talk to you and and see that you remain uh, the joyful warrior, man. It's great. Well, thanks, brother. You know, I, I am. I, I'm incredibly blessed. And as as I know, and as all of your as all of your listeners know, you know, sometimes God will put pain in your life that you don't want, but He offers a tremendous amount of wisdom on the other side. He'll bring you suffering that you don't want, but there's a tremendous amount of strength. On the other side, you can put fear in, in your in your path, but on the other side of that, there can be courage. And for me, there's also been just tremendous, tremendous joy. And look, we do have, you know, in the state of Missouri, we have in the United States of America, a tremendous set of challenges uh, before us. What the Democrats have done nationally, what Kim Gardner and corrupt Republicans have done in Missouri is going to do lasting damage. I mean, all of the police officers who weren't recruited, all of the police officers who had to leave the force, all of the things that have happened there, you've got, you've got literally years of, of damage that has taken place. Nevertheless, right, we have to look at ourselves. We have to ask ourselves what our, our purpose is, and I believe that we can, you know, you can rebuild the state of Missouri. We can rebuild America, and we can actually build something greater, greater than before. Right on, uh, and stay focused. And and to your point about going through tough times, it is true uh, that ultimately what happens is uh, it, it, it it's God's way of kind of always sometimes reminding you uh, that he's there <laughs> and, and it's, and it's a good yes. thing. It's not like, it's not like we forgot he was there necessarily, but actually the, <laughs> the, the, the further you get from some of your, uh, luxuries, uh, sometimes the closer you get to God and that's a good thing.
That's a good thing. 100% it is. Yeah. 100% it is. Yeah, and you can emerge with that strength and faith. You can emerge with that strength and sense of purpose. And you can really ask yourself, you know, what's important and how you can use those challenges uh, for the good. And that's something, again, that we can do in our our individual lives. I've been blessed to do it in, in my life. But it's also something that we can do as friends. It's something we can do as neighbors. It's something we can do as a community. So, you know, when, when we think about all of the tremendous evil that Kim Gardner has done, all of the failures of Republican corruption and cowardice, rather than just focusing on what they've done, I think we can ask ourselves, how do we, you know, respond to this moment? Because that's really the ultimate measure of, of courage and purpose. And I, I still have tremendous faith in, in the people of Missouri and, and the people of the United States of America. Yeah. And that's, that's hugely touching because uh, it wasn't just once, but twice that these cabals came after you. The Senate race was no exception. Yes. Uh, it, ab- absolute lies. Uh, they were able to tell. Uh, they literally with, made up. Yeah. Yeah. They literally made them up and, you know, and, and they timed it perfectly. Right. So that the judge, Orders, you know, afterwards uh, that this is one one hundred percent a lie. But of course, you know, they spend twenty million dollars promoting their lies, and they do that, Jamie, because they don't want independent thinkers. They don't want men and women of courage. Because if you're going to think for yourself and you have courage and you're willing to fight for the people of Missouri, you're willing to stand up and to do things differently, they recognize that it is a threat to the entire establishment, the entire corrupt cabal, which includes Democrats and Republicans, this entire establishment, which profits off of your listeners, yeah. which profits off of them, which takes advantage of people, which takes away their freedom, takes away their money, makes people sick, You know, all of that stuff that the establishment does, it hurts all of your listeners. And that's why they can't have, you know, a guy like me or others who are willing to think for themselves and and act with courage. But you know what, Jamie? Uh, I was put here uh, for a purpose. You were put here for a purpose. All of your listeners were put here for a purpose. And I'm going to continue to act with courage. I'm going to continue to think for myself. And I know that you and all the folks listening will as well. And it's always so good to be on with you, brother. Always always a shot of inspiration in the morning, man. uh, Hey, no doubt about it, man. And again, you know, this this Kim Gardner leaving is a level of redemption. But we wish that it came uh, at the time when it really would have super counted uh, for Missourians, for you and for all of us. Eric, really quickly, what what are you up to now? Oh, thanks, mother. I've got a bunch of great. I've got a bunch of great projects on. I'll have to come on again, and we can talk through all of them. Okay. But uh, but my 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 biggest and, and greatest joy right now is being uh, an, a dad to two amazing amazing boys. Yep, those are lucky guys right there. Hey, and and we're really fortunate to have you in our lives as well, Eric Greitens. Thanks a ton for your time. Uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your weekend, and uh, love you, brother. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, brother. Love you. Love your audience. Talk to you soon. Man. Okay, that is uh, Eric Reitens. And, man, if only. But, you know, uh, bitterness is for the losers. Strength is for the winners. Here we go. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.